Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, mi gente. It's another month of downloading the chisme with my friend Ellie. Sorry, I sound so weird. I feel like I can totally hear it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Nothing crazy. I have. It's been a really crazy couple of weeks. A lot has happened in my life and yes. I've been traveling a lot. But, a um, little relationship cheese, man. We'll have a little relationship cheese, man. Should we save that for the first or the last? We should do it first. We're doing entertainment first. <laughs> Influencers. Um, well, that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, as of two weeks ago, when this podcast episode comes out, because we always try and do it at the end of the month to be pretty timely. I got engaged. (laughs) I want to hear the whole story because I just saw the photos, which look really fun. Okay, I'll try to abbreviate it (laughs) as much as possible. (laughs) So my now fiance, soon to be husband, we always go to Padre games. And I grew up in San Diego, so I've been a Padres fan since I was a kid. I grew up being a Padres fan, and he's a super uber Padres fan. So it was kind of cool because it's something that we like separately that we could come together. And, you know, he just got promoted at his job. So he's been like, oh, I need to go here. Oh, I need to go there. And because he just got promoted, I don't think anything of it, to be perfectly honest. I think nothing. Okay, cool. Do what you got to do, whatever. And unbeknownst to me, he had been plotting and planning how he was going to ask me to marry him. A lot of the Padres players go into his restaurant. A lot of the uh, GM, the owner, they all go in there. And so the owners know them very well. So Antonio had gone to them and told him what they wanted to do. So they got him in touch with the Padres. And they walked him through everything and he told them what he wanted to do. So then he told me that he had won a photo with the friar, the friar being Padres mascot. And everybody, because everybody knows how many games we go to, they're like, you need to organize something. And he's like, I don't know how I got chosen to organize it. Now, all of this is an elaborate plan, right? Because he's going to propose and I have no idea. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, I have a lot of stuff, other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not thinking about it too much. He had told me, oh, you should ask your parents if they want to come. And I was like, no. My mom just had knee surgery. She's not, she's not going to be up for it. Little, you know, obviously not knowing what was going to (laughs) happen. So it became one of those things. Well, since I didn't ask my parents, he couldn't ask my parents to be there because then it would be super obvious if I see my parents, I'm like, what the heck, what are they doing here? Yeah. And then some friends I didn't ask that because I'm like, oh, they don't need to worry about it. They go to Padres games all the time or, oh, they don't even care about baseball. They don't care about a picture. So there's so many people who was like, you should invite your friends. But I only invited a couple of friends because I felt like I was imposing just to take a picture with the friend. Yeah, you're like, I'm doing too much. I'm doing the most. (laughs) Yeah, so I was just like, okay. Um, Obviously now it would have been like, I would have been like, oh yes, of course my parents are going to come or oh this or whatever. And You know, that's the beauty and the pain of not knowing, right? Because obviously I really wish my parents would have been able to to be there. 
But at the same time, like if he would have asked them, it would have been yeah. a surprise. So do you feel like the surprise, it was better to have the surprise? Yeah, it was. I'm not going to lie because, <laughs> you know, he had always said that he never wanted to get married again. Mm-hmm. Like he's already been married. So he said he never wanted to get married again. And then one time he had mentioned something that if you ever proposed to me, he knows what ring. And I was like, no, don't tell me that. Don't talk like that because I don't want to be upset with you. Like right now we know what the situation is. I'm okay with that. And apparently when I was gone on one of my trips, he said, that's when he realized that he wanted to marry me. And apparently I didn't waste any time after that. <laughs> oh, I love that. You're like, I just went traveling. <laughs> Right. Like, I gotta be honest. Uh, Yeah. Well, I had no idea. Look, it took a long time. If you see the video and his is actually better than the one that I got. Mm -hmm. But if you would see the video, you see how confused I am because we're all taking a picture and then we're taking a picture, just me and him with the fryer. And as we're taking a picture, just me and him, the pod squad, they come out from behind the Tony Gwynn statue with signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Behind him, it says, marry me, Jay, question mark. And I'm just like, what? I see him get on his (laughs) knee and I thought he was tying his shoe. I was like, huh? I remember the video. You just looked down. You were like, what are you doing? Yeah, you could totally tell that I'm so (laughs) confused. And then he's like, turn around. The friar had to turn me around. And finally it says, will you marry me, Jay, question mark. (laughs) And it still took me a couple more seconds to realize that he was proposing to me. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. And then of course I said, yes. And this is how thoughtful he is. My ring is, I don't know, you can see, it's made of wine crystals. I remember you posted it. That's so, so that cool. Is, these are rosé. These are Cabernet. But like how freaking thoughtful is that? It's like perfect for your whole thing you got going on. Exactly. So well, speaking of wine, I have my wine. Do you have wine, Ellie? You say you're going to get some this time. <laughs> no, I don't have you wine. Guys, she lied to me. She lied. You guys, it's not even 11. <laughs> and but I do. But I do. She's like, I don't care. I have my coffee. I have my coffee for the I mean, cheese, who man. would I be? This is supposed to be what, girl? This is supposed to be the most pure form of wine and cheese, man. You don't have your wine? I'm so disappointed in you, Ellie. <laughs> hey, well, I'm like last time I had it and today I didn't get it. Yes. So, okay, well, I'll tell you what wine I'm drinking. Love it. Because it is not you. It's like a quarter to 11 when we're recording this. So I kept it light. I kept it with the 2014 uh, Chardonnay from the Los Carneros area from uh, Herencia del Valle. Love it. Is this one of the brands you know? Or yes, this is one of the one of our Latine own wine brands by Guillermo and Angelica. Uh, Guillermo is actually the president of Mava. So I okay. had the for you know, I had the opportunity to actually MC a Mava event, their La Cosecha Grand Tasting, uh, over the week last weekend. So so much fun, so amazing. So salud to my live friend over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, I'm still See, waking it's up light this morning. Enough. It's good. It's a good, like, you know, morning. Yeah. <laughs> Pre noon <laughs> wine. Pre noon sip. <laughs> yes. Okay. We got my it. cheese man out of the way, right? We got my cheese man out of the way. Let's just dive into it because, you know, August was pretty, like, there was a lot of things happening in August. Yep. One of the biggest things now we had last month, we had talked about Ariana Grande, but this month in August, there was a lot of stuff in regards to like people saying Ariana Grande has never been a girl's girl Uh, and her relationship trail. I feel like I was watching a lot of stuff, especially beginning mid August in regards to that. So if you don't know Ariana Grande, she's recording the movie Wicked. And in that, she started apparently, allegedly, having an affair with her co-star, Ethan something, who is also married. But apparently people know him as SpongeBob because he was on the Broadway version of SpongeBob. Okay. So he, that's who he played on Broadway. And now he's in this. And now, like, 
he, his wife within the last year has like a 10 or 11 month old baby. They both have a 10 and he left her high and dry for Ariana Grande. Then not thinking that he's going to be left high and dry any second. <laughs> because nobody that's gone out under Ariana Grande has been left high and dry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was reading her relationship history and I was like, oh my God. You know, it's just so hard when some of these people, like she's been out here dating, you know, she, she's like, what, like 15, I think was one of her big celebrity relationships. I just can't imagine doing all of that so publicly. I mean, it went from, constant. I forgot who her first, I think her, the one I know is like her big one is with Big Sean, when him and Naya Rivera were, were still engaged. together. Yeah. <laughs> and so she went, and then she went from Big Sean to... Um, a dancer, a Ricky dancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she talks about him. And then she went from, I think, him to Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mac Miller to Pete. But then obviously, when she was with Pete Davidson, Mac Miller died. And that was a big thing for her. And then she mm-hmm. broke up with Pete Davidson. And he was with Cassie Davis when they got together, who is Larry Dave. Oh, sorry, Cassie David, who is Larry David's daughter. That's who Pete Davidson was with and left for Ariana Grande. I don't know if they were, I think they were kind of like on a break or something, but like they weren't, okay. it didn't seem like they were fully broken up. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to, he's like, yeah, I'm going to during take that time. Yes. And during that time, he met Ariana Grande and there you go. And then they were really done, apparently. <laughs> yep. Do you want to talk about, I'm going to connect the dots because there's this amazing podcast that I remember listening to a few years ago that talks about these celebrity like relationships. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we talk about Rosalia and Rao first. Okay. Before we talk about this, and then I'll, I'll like tell you what I, I've always had in my mind for like over five years now, ever since I listened to that episode about. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, so Rao, Rosalia and Rao have broken up, broken off their engagement they were together. How long were they together? A few years, right? Um, I think two or three years. Yeah, I was going to say three. And then there was accusations that Raul cheated on Rosalia. Again, we never know what's going on mm-hmm. totally in these relationships, right? Just like nobody ever totally knows what's going on in our relationships. Right. Um, apparently, there was another statement put out, even with Rosalia's like approval or signature or whatever that there was no cheating involved. So I don't know, is you think something like that's just a safe face or you think that like something really didn't happen? I think we never know. Okay, so this is my, I wanna, I wanna walk you through what I think about all of this and why I never like fully believe them, even though I'm sure that there's like honest, real celebrity relationships, but I always have this in the back of my mind. And I think also just like, you know, I feel like we kind of touched on this last time, but we work in communications, we work in marketing, like publicity, like we know like what people are trying to do behind the scenes. But I listened to this amazing episode. I And I went and I looked for it this morning because I was like, I could not remember what exactly it was called. So there was this episode, NPR had a podcast called Hidden Brain. It was all about like psychology, how the mind works. They used to just cover like really cool concepts and ideas. And so they had this episode called Never Go to Vegas. And so he had this woman who was basically a researcher who talked about like social class and unspoken rules. And she talks about celebrity culture. Like she had researched a bunch of stuff like, you know, what are people buying in the biggest urban cities? Like what's popular celebrity culture? So one of the things that she found through tracking like pictures where A-list celebrities were traveling, where they would be found in these like amazing like event photos was how difficult it is to go from let's say like a d-list celebrity to the a-list and how exclusive you know which you know i think we know more commonly like just being in the a-list is like so much harder right like these people are not seen as often they're only going to specific things they really only seen with each other and so it was really cool because she talked about studying all of this and she's like really the only way that you go from like D-list or even B-list to A-list is usually dating somebody or like marrying in or you become like a best friend. So I think about this in terms of like, for example, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson started dating Ariana Grande. Then he fell into the Kardashians. 
then he started getting these huge commercials on TV and like brand deals, which he was never really getting before. Yeah. But before even the Kardashians, he had dated Kate Beckinsdale as well. Like he had kind of a very a flurry of high (laughs) profile kind of just short flings. I would I wouldn't call them. Um, relationships relationships maybe in his head because I know he kind of jumps in full force like mm-hmm. it seems, and I think that has a lot to do with his like mental health issues and stuff like mm-hmm. that just kind of just fully throws himself into a relationship but he had a lot of high profile like I said I would classify them as flings but those all happened after Ariana Grande right so it kind of like broke him in or I mean obviously there was like Kim K and then Kim K got into fashion after Kanye you know like all of these all of these things that you like start to see happen where they kind of like pivot in or there's so many examples of that but I feel like you know like it's all about their perception like Rosalia was somebody who I I feel like a lot of people in the reggaeton world or like the urban music world were like ah, she's just trying to be like us like she's from Spain she's a flamenco singer why is she dressing like this why is she dressing like she's a part of this group like it's really weird yeah there's been a lot of stuff in her especially when she won like she was nominated for well it wasn't just her it was a lot of these Spanish artists that Mm -hmm. were nominated for Latin Grammys and people were pissed yeah which makes sense so I think that for her she needed that legitimacy and now she's dating him and he's like very authentically in that world. And now all of a sudden, Puerto Rican both as of them, well. Yeah. He's and, not as well. He's Puerto Rican. Yes. And so now they've been doing all of this and they kind of would do a lot of like media, I guess, interviews together, obviously show up everywhere, showing a lot of what was going on behind the scenes publicly, like in the back of the Ubers or whatever they were doing. I like get not in the Uber, a car, I'm sure. But so you just start to wonder like, okay, I know what you're doing. Then you're starting to be seen more publicly. I think about this too with like Bad Bunny with the Kardashians. I was about to say, what do you think like in regards to, because I mean, if he's truly happy, like who cares, right? I mean, ultimately it does not affect, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, it's just really disappointing to see him with this family that is known for appropriating cultures time and time again. And yeah. most recently, their culture that they want to represent and appropriate is a Latino culture. So, oh, wow. All of a sudden, you know, what's her name? The youngest one is naming her things Besito and saying little things like this and that. And now all of a sudden, Kendall is dating Bad Bunny. Like, please, like from a communication, you know, from a communication yeah. standpoint, and a PR standpoint, that's like, oh, my gosh. Seriously, that just. It just seems very obvious. Like that we could see what's happening. So I think that's what it is that makes it very cringe for us. But yeah, I'm really curious like what people think about this kind of concept. And like I said, this episode, if y'all want to listen to it, Hidden Brain, Never Go to Vegas is what it's called. This woman who does the studies, her name is Elizabeth Curid Hockett. Elizabeth, C-U-R-R-I-D-H-A-L-K-E-T-T. That's how you spell her name. But <laughs> I think it's like really cool how how they talk about this stuff. And that's what kept coming to mind for me for Bad Bunny. I'm like, this will feed into Lizzo, actually. But I'm like, we think of these people more like, oh, my God, they're for the culture. They're for us. They're for the culture. And then they start to do these weird things. And you're like, oh, no, you're about the money. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. If you're listening to this, like, please tell us when this episode posts, like, please share your thoughts with us. I'm working on my, like getting a number so people could give us feedback, you know, and like we could say, oh, call this number and let us know what you think. And we could play it back at the end of the, you know, mm-hmm. when we're doing it, that's being worked on. So hopefully I'll have that something for you guys very soon. But but in the meantime, freaking post on social and let us know what you think in regards to this whole bad bunny. Okay, so like, because I think some people are like, oh, who cares? Let them be happy. I think it's just so much more beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if it was anybody else, I don't think people would have had an issue with it, right? But the fact that it's with a Car Jenner, because she's not a Kardashian, she's mm-hmm. a Jenner. So the fact that it had, and somebody said, oh, their dad, no, no, no. Kendall and Kylie are just white. They're not Armenian. They're just white. Their parents are Caitlyn, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, and, mm-hmm. and Chris Jenner. Like, 
let's get the information straight, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously the family in general, but these two have, all, have also had a history of like creating t-shirts with like Biggie and then they're w- with hoops or a bit, you know, like with Tupac and with this and with that, like that's when they were very into it. Now, if you've noticed the whole clan has kind of shifted Nobody's mm-hmm. really dating any black guys anymore except for Chris. And now they're moving over again to Latinos and, you know, white men. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot of history, not just like, oh, we want them to be happy. It's just really disappointing when you see somebody like Bad Bunny, who has become so huge within the Latino community and who people love so much to associate the, himself with a family who continues to appropriate and just they had big butts when they you know and made that in fashion and don't tell me like they can't say it's your butt does not fluctuate that much (laughs) yeah we all know but that's the that's the part that's the disappointing part it's not just that he's like latino for us but that he speaks out about things that are happening in puerto rico gentrification speaking up about the culture the whole time and it's like it just makes you wonder were you just saying all this for the money I'm not sure if you saw, there was a um, cover that he was on. Now I'm forgetting which one it was. Was it the Time Magazine one? And in the article, he talked about, you know, I always said I wouldn't do things in English, but I'm losing out financially on a lot of opportunities. So you never know, you might see me do that. Or like people want to comment on who I'm dating, but I'm always going to do what I want. I'm just a little boy. Like he said something like that. And it's like, bro, you're... You're not a little boy. You're not a little boy. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. And so you. Ew, that's so cringe. I didn't hear that part. I'm just a little boy. I heard the other part. But that's so cringe. A grown man in his late 20s being like, I'm just a little boy. Like, yeah. Like, he's just trying to say, like, (laughs) I'm just figuring things out, which is fine. You're figuring things out. But you just, it, it kind of made it feel like to me, I have to say, I've been like very. I'm not going to say sad about it, but I've been kind of like, oh, like I was just so happy to champion him. Like he's always yeah. for the people. He's always for the people. He's out there doing this stuff. And I'm like, now it feels like a marketing strategy, which is just an instant turn off to me. Right? So I'm like, I get part of it is going to be working strategy, but uh, not all of it. So, well, speaking into like, we have these fans and we've become like, you're for the people, you're for the culture, you're for the everything. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more Wine and Cheese This month, things hit the fan for Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was slapped with uh, a lawsuit from three former dancers, and she said that they, they said that she subjected them to sexual and racial discrimination, fat shaming, and physical and emotional abuse. Crazy. Yes. That's- and you know, what do you know? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what is real? What isn't? What I could see Lizzo, and this is no defense of her, but I'm just saying, I could see Lizzo being like, not like blurring the lines between boss and friend Mm -hmm. and thinking she's just being a friend and being like, oh, playful, playful. But you have to be aware, you know, when you, somebody's on your payroll, you can't have those blurred lines. You have to understand what you're doing. And I mean, again, I don't know, you know, everything, I think for the last few years, she's been so celebrated and everything because of body positivity and everything. But based on part of the thing that I read of the lawsuit, I don't know if she was actually fat shaming somebody or if she said something because apparently this person was stressed out and they were asking if they were okay. And she took that to mean like, you need to lose weight. But apparently there was never any specific thing saying, you're fat, you need to lose weight. So I think there's also a little bit of like miscommunication, you know what I mean? Like miscommunication on certain parts. I don't know. What do you think of like everything you've read so far, Ellie? Yeah, I mean, I I thought I had read it was mostly the manager, I guess, of the dancers, but it's just difficult. I definitely agree with you that I think sometimes the line can blur. And I feel like in the entertainment world, I can imagine these people having access to like a lot of alcohol, drugs, like they were, I think they were said they were at a strip club or yeah, in Amsterdam. There was some, yeah, something like that. You're out partying. Like when I was young in my early twenties, when I was young, like I'm still not young, but when I was in my like very early twenties, like six years in a row, I went to South by Southwest 
with the PR agencies I worked at. And the last one I worked at was basically with friends and we're all young people. We have clients out partying, like things to get blurry Yeah, and we're at work and you know, like nothing to that level was happening, but it was just like, you come out of it and you're like, oh my God, like, did I really do that? <laughs> you're just like, and you know, again, we're all having a great time. It wasn't, you know, every, you know, we all had each other's back and all of that, but it's just kind of like, I could see how you're having a really great time. You're celebrating, but I think, you know, at her level, she needs to make sure that she has the right people around her who are calling her out her keeping everybody in check, you know, is for some reason this this woman it seems like there was like a very religious woman but at the same time that religious manager kept saying inappropriate things that were really weird and it's like i think when you're at that level like you have the resources to make sure that you're on top of shit at this point right and like there's professionalism it's like do we need to have training for all of us to make sure that we're all acting in the right way like I just kind of feel like there's no excuse like again you have the money you have the resources totally I think also you know you're responsible for who's around you for your team yeah so if it is a manager saying derogatory things she's ultimately responsible for that Mm -hmm. you know and I think based on experience I will say like sometimes you know there's like she's not meant to deal with personnel issues right like that's what her manager is there for whatever but there still has to be a way for them to communicate what's going on with her again we don't know there's always three sides to every story right their side her side and the truth but I think it was it's so disappointing to so many people because she has been such a role model she Mm -hmm. has been so outspoken about you know, her body is her body and she will do what she wants and and she wants to be healthy and strong and not be, you know, so unfortunately when these things come on, like these things come out in whatever level that they are, you know, true or not true or somewhere in between, that's still, you know, that obviously is going to affect her. But I think she didn't help her case with her statement that she posted. Yeah. It was yeah. really short, really Kind of, do you have it in front of you? I think I can get it in front of me and we can, um, let's see. I essentially remember her saying that it's, he's like, I can't believe it. It's like, basically it's ridiculous. The things that they're saying, which I actually don't think they're that ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Usually I choose not to respond, but these are unbelievable, as unbelievable as they sound too outrageous to not be addressed. The sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted they were told their behavior was inappropriate and unprofessional. I am not the villain. She's like, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be a victim, but I know I'm not the villain that people have portrayed me. I'm open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but can't accept or allow people to use the openness to make me out to be something I'm not. Yeah. So she's like, I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis. I would never criticize or terminate an employee because of their rate. I'm hurt. I'm not going to let the good work I've done be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who's reached out in support to lift me up during this difficult time. So, I mean, from what I had read, I thought it was the manager doing that. I didn't think it was Lizzo. If that is the case, then I feel like... Yeah, they did accuse her as part of it because they they said at the Amsterdam, at least one person said when they were at that Amsterdam strip club, that she was the one like egging them on to touch them and everything like that to touch the. Oh, okay. But not the body shaming stuff or the weight, just the weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I don't <laughs> it's know. So it's so confusing. Like, yeah. Is, you know, I've read parts and pieces of the whole thing and it does get really, really confusing. But yeah, you know, since we are on music, we've been talking about music people, the MTV Music Awards are coming. Yes. And a couple of very cool things. The video of the year nominees are mostly all women with the exception of Sam Smith, but he does have a woman on his track on his record with Kim Petras. She's a trans uh, trans woman. And I believe he says he's non-binary now. Or they might say that they're not. They're non-binary. I can totally see that. But otherwise, we have Doja Cat, Miley Cyrus, Nicki Minaj, Olivia Rodrigo, SZA, and Taylor Smith. Swift. She's Louise. So we got two Latinas as the uh, video of the year, which is very cool because this is an opera, you know, it tends to be so heavily skewed male. I mean, growing up, it it was and obviously you Mm -hmm. do have females, but 
it just seems like it's really nice and not in so many women of color as well, you right. know, which we have Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, Olivia Rodrigo and SZA. So mm-hmm. I think Carol really- G and Shakira, two Colombians. Wait, I don't see them on here as video of the year. For the I mean, nominations for all female, oh, all female artists of the year. Okay. So uh, this Wait. was for video. For the video specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Artist of the year is the one that has two Latinas. So who are on for the artist of the year? So Doja Cat, Miley, Nikki, Olivia, Sam Smith, and Kim Petras. Like you said, SZA, Taylor Swift. So it's just everybody plus Shakira and Carol G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of Shakira, Shakira is now getting a Ellie. What? You're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heck. Next I'm, time. I'm also referencing the whole list right next you're, to me. Best Latin like, category. I feel like I'm just like, and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. girl, get it together. We had a, this is the cheese episode. It was supposed to be light and you were supposed to be happy. You're so, you got to like, this is not just your pro, like professional I it's just a general <laughs> fun. You but next Girl, time, you have to have wine now. After we'll this, do an, we'll do an evening. We'll do an wine. evening one. <laughs> She's pressuring me to drink. People, you see this? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Shakira is getting the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award this year. Woo-hoo. <laughs> And she's the first South American to do so. And I you don't, I think she might be the first Latina, unless Jennifer Lopez has gotten it. I don't know. I, I can't think off the top of my head. But the fact that she's getting it well deserved, long overdue. You know, I feel like we're in this time right now that not just Latino artists, but Spanish speaking artists are really kind of getting this really huge momentum because obviously mm-hmm. we have like Bad Bunny who did this full sellout um, arena tour. Mm-hmm. And then we have Shakira, Carol G right now, who is just, I think she's made, her tour has made over a billion dollars, I think now. And you have Becky G, Vessel Pluma, like all of these artists are really kind of just elevating at this one moment. It makes me happy, but it also makes me wary. Because I remember when Ricky Martin was coming out and even when Jennifer Lopez started, they're like, oh, it's this Latin explosion. And then everybody kind of, they were making English language music. All that, there was a lot of Latinos making English language or bilingual music. And then all of a sudden they fell off like, oh, it's this Latin explosion. And then people got to like, not people got tired of them. What is considered the general market in the U.S. got tired of them. Right. So right now it makes me really happy to see like all of these artists really exploding, but it also makes me feel very wary. How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Yeah. It always feels like one step forward, two steps back. So you're like, I want to be excited. I know for me in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, how much credit can you give to these organizations, brands, whether it's MTV or anybody else? Because you're like, Great. You had your first, I was, I was looking up what you said about Shakira. She's definitely the first Colombian, first uh, South American artist to really, to receive the Video Vanguard Award. So it's like, great, great win for Colombians. But it's also like, why? <laughs> why is she the first now at this point? Totally. Um, so I think it's hard. It's like, we always have to kind of, you know, celebrate, want to be excited, but also hold these places accountable because that's the only time that they make these changes. But yeah, it's really, it's, it's just, it's really awesome. And so I think um, remembering to celebrate, even though in the back of our minds, we feel like we should be getting more credit. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's like the super important thing, right. In regards to us supporting one another, supporting the community, Mm -hmm. supporting Blue Beetle. (laughs) You know, right now we're in a writer strike and the SAG after strike. So these actors, they they can't promote their movies. Anything that they're promoting is stuff that they filmed before the strike, right? So we were talking about this and I was like, wait, do we talk about it? Because it's a strike move. Like it's this one, but again, we have to promote. And I think I sent you something saying that it's already going to be going into like max, you know, onto the streaming platform, I think next right. month. 
Yeah. Yeah. So fast. They hit, this is an f- interesting title. Lubieta loses its wings at the global box office. So sad. Well, I mean, uh, li- worldwide total 81 million so far. I just think it's crazy that they wanted to, DC wanted to do all of this. This is like their big movie. I had literally never heard of it until I went to see Barbie and I saw it in the trailer. So I was like, how come this is the first time I'm ever hearing about Blue Beetle? So they couldn't promote as in they couldn't go do press interviews during this time of the strike, which started in, was it June, May? No, no the the writer strike started earlier. I think the SAG after strike started either at the end of June or beginning of July, I believe. So why couldn't they? Of Bar- like during Barbie it whatchamacallit but look at all of the things they did with barbie right like even outside of interviews how much they were promoting it everything that they were doing for it blue beetle has not even got a tenth of that type of promotion and this all the time when it comes to community like our community and our movies and then we're also our own worst enemies because then we're going to be like that doesn't represent me i'm sorry but there's not a real person a real blue beetle person it's a movie like we continually do this over and over and over mm-hmm. i'm not sure that they were promoting it to our communities enough though for this one like i think stuff like in the heights in the past um i can think of other movies that tried to promote and get to us i feel like this i didn't i didn't ever see anything i didn't even see like social media ads any kind of creative they did. So I just wonder what happened. <laughs> and it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's not I, like an I independent film. So, right. And it's really frustrating because apparently the director tried to get it pushed back until after the strike ended and they refused. They should have done that. But then if you're refusing to push it back, and this is in the middle of summer, right? Mm-hmm. Like summer is when all the blockbuster comes out then why are you not promoting it? It just feels like purposeful. Yeah. I don't think the strike is a good enough excuse for that. You could have done free, fun, free screenings for everyday people. You could have gone to Latino communities. You could have said giveaways. I don't know. There's just so much they could have done. It wasn't It wasn't just about influencers and, and celebrities. I, I just think they could have thought of fun, creative ways to do things. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of digress a little bit because I don't know if you've seen this video go around and I don't even know why it popped into my head, but it is this woman and I'm not going to share her name or anything because if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you haven't, I think that particular video was removed and it was for a podcast and she was being uh, there taught her and her friend are talking and she was talking about faux fluencers. Did you see that video? Oh, no. Oh my gosh. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we have a lot of people who are probably that listen that are not like huge. You know, I don't consider myself an influencer. I guess technically we all are in some way, but I'm not like this huge person, whatever. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. However, there was this woman going and she was saying, I'm so tired of these faux fluencers, people that have like 2000 followers who wake up and go, oh my gosh, guys, get ready with me. (laughs) And they have like 20 likes, no comments. It got picked up by a lot of people because people were like, how the hell are you supposed to start? Mm -hmm. Right? Like when you started, how many, how many followers did you have when you first started, Ellie? I had zero. zero. Everybody has zero. (laughs) I was like, is this a trick question? hilarious right like we all have to grow we all grow at our some right before I switched over to the wine and cheese man I had less than a thousand I think I had like 800 something followers Mm -hmm. you know now I'm in the four thousands but here's my thing I would rather build slowly and have people who because we're trying to I'm trying to build community I'm not just trying to build followers for followers sake right I'm that person who if I see somebody and they have just started like I try and not vet, but I, I try and look at everybody who follows me. I don't always get to, but I try mm-hmm. to because if I see if you can tell it's obviously a fake account, I remove them as a follower. Right. I would rather do that and have true community than just let all these fake 
or bots follow me and have like 10,000 followers just to have 10,000 followers. Right. So the fact that, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just like, just so irritated. The fact that this lady said that as if people can't grow. Yeah. It's just like, you got to start from somewhere. It's just judgmental. And I mean, what I can share is my perspective because I do some influencer management for work and you know, like you said, everybody kind of starts from a certain place and there's, there are different tiers. So I think it's called micro. If I know, I mean, I know it's called micro. I forget what the number is and it changes a lot. 10,000 is Mike is considered a micro influencer or a nano influencer. I don't know, whatever smaller. Yeah. There's a micro influencer between 10,000 to a hundred thousand, but then it must be a nano. Nano Nano is 1k to 10k. Yeah. And so a lot of brands actually, they like to work with Nano, which is under 10K, because a lot of times, like you said, people have a very cultivated, like passionate audience. So, you know, if you think about it, if they're going for somebody with a million followers, like let's say a celebrity, a lot of them are bots. People don't have the time to clean out their followers. They don't really have a one-on-one relationship with them. But if you have a smaller audience, like they know, okay, I'm going to work with her because she could really get my message to these people. And more than likely, it's going to drive them to take whatever action for the brand. And then when you're pulling, let's say your demographics, if I ask you, okay, I'm a brand, I want Gen Z as the audience. I want people in the US or maybe US and Canada or whatever, right? Like you want your numbers, you're cultivating a specific type of audience so the bigger and bigger they get there's kind of less control of who those followers are so that's actually a strategy people do is they kind of try to get out the people Mm -hmm. that aren't a good fit that they don't want or they don't feel like do anything for them like if you're a beauty influencer you probably don't want men following you if they're not going to be you know (laughs) looking for that advice or products from you So it's kind of interesting how it works on the back end, but I feel like that's just very, it is very judgmental, but I think it also speaks to like, a lot of us are just kind of tired of seeing some of this and like seeing the same stuff over and over. Yeah. But you know, you're not going to grow unless you're very creative, but people have to try and see what works. Ellie, I have a confession. What? (laughs) I'm getting buzzed. (laughs) (laughs) Love that for you. Not even 1138. Because I haven't, I haven't eaten anything today. And obviously with every episode I drink and I didn't drink, like I didn't pour myself like a a whole glass. Like I poured myself a pretty small glass, but because I see, let's see the glass. Let's see the glass. (laughs) Okay. There you go. But Um, because drinking on an empty stomach, I took a drink and I was like, Ooh, you're like, oh, this hit me. Oh, good. I gotta get some. Now I'm gonna get some good cheese out of you. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. That would have been me. I needed strong coffee. You're. We're gonna figure out this groove. <laughs> we are. We are. Last month was our first one, right? Mm-hmm. This is our second one. I just need you to have a little bit more energy. A little more wine. A little more wine. A little you know, more. No, I told you it. Listen. <laughs> It's hard for me sometimes to give some of these people credit, not, not our people, but you know, I'm just like, guys, we need to see more. We need to see more happening. But anyway, now this, there's been a lot of, I feel like exciting, like, you know, Latino celebrity moves. So I think it's great. The other couple of things that we had, and if there's something else that you want to bring up, that's fine. Cause you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Recently, the California team representing the United States, they actually beat a team from Texas to represent the United States in the Little League World Series. Team USA won. They beat uh, the country Curacao for oh. the Little League World Series. And I was actually asking my fiance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually asking Antonio, like, is the U.S. always over? He goes, yeah, because it's theirs. It little World, like Little League World Series originated in the U.S., so what you call it? So yeah, they will always be in it. So I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that, but now I know because I didn't watch a lot of little league. I played softball growing up. So yeah, okay, we gotta have him on for a little uh, sports cameo. I know, right? Oh god, anything <laughs> baseball, jeez, Louise. Um, okay, why don't you, I mean you were adding some like prayer work tech stuff, so I'll let you kind of lead those if you want. Sure. 
So, I mean, I kind of wanted to hear what people thought about some of this tech stuff. So there was this article that came out, I think it was in Fortune magazine, Uber's CEO, this reporter told him, hey, did you know that I took an Uber to get here? Not even three miles, you know, like in New York City, you don't travel that far. Yeah. He said the fare was $52 and the CEO of Uber was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like he was shocked by that. He's like how does this guy not even know that this is the case? Like how high the prices are. And he kind of recovered a little bit quickly, but he was definitely stunned about the price, which just is insane to me that this man doesn't even, you know, he, he obviously he's taking them and he's not even looking at the price anymore and not realizing yeah. like what everyday people have to spend. Like, I just thought that was pretty wild. Well, and- yeah, I just recently went into Denver for the podcast movement conference And literally the drive from the airport to the resort was less than 10 minutes. And thankfully my friends took me on the way back, but on the way there, it was like $30. Not even 10 minutes. Not even 10 minutes. And I'm like, what in the freaking world? And I think we're got we've gotten so used to Lyft and to Uber. And I always compare which which price is going to be better before I decide Mm -hmm. which one I'm taking. But I feel like we're just being taken advantage of because we've become so accustomed to it. Right. And I feel like a lot of these employees, they're, well, they're not still not considered net technically employees in California because they, they spent so much money to make sure that they were not employees. I don't think enough is still going to the drivers, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did it really quick a long time ago for a little bit. And if I stayed when I lived in Dallas, when I stayed within Dallas, it was fine. But if I had, for example, I one night had a ride from like almost downtown Dallas to pretty, I mean, almost Plano, which is, let's just say like a 30 mile drive. And it didn't tell you at that time where you were going. It just said to pick them up. It didn't, and how much it was, it didn't tell you the mileage. Well, let's just say, let's say 20 miles. I don't know, 20 Mm -hmm. miles. But then you don't get paid going back because where you're a lot of you're going back. I was going to an area and the time it was, nobody was going to be taking an Uber back into Dallas. So you go back out there and then you're not getting paid for going back into the area that's closest to you or the area where you can make money. If that is still not the case, please keep me honest. Let me know. But that was why I didn't continue with it. Right. It's just so interesting. I think. A part of it is it's just so easy to pay for things now. I actually removed, I had Apple Pay on my phone. I took it off. Oh, it because, is easy because you could just click. click yeah, you're just pay. like tap, 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 tap. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this off because I feel like I'm not even thinking about it anymore. And I'm like, I want to actually think, have a little bit more thought that goes into this stuff because everything is automatic. You know, like I go to Starbucks, I I pay through the app, I you know, if I use a Lyft, it goes through the app and you don't even necessarily look at the price sometimes because you're looking at it beforehand. But then, oh, girl, I always you know, like, price. <laughs> well, I'm saying like once I, I look at it when I'm ordering it and I'm kind of comparing or and you could wait a little bit. And if you wait a little bit longer for it, it's a little bit less or depending on the car you choose sometimes. But I just feel like it's just different from like getting a receipt, signing a receipt. You know, it kind of disappears yeah. once you've done the process. So um, I do think it's crazy and forget like tipping or, oh my God, I saw this crazy, it was some, I think guy on TikTok that was saying how, you know how sometimes if you go to Target or maybe like Petco or however, they're like, do you want to donate $1 for dogs or save a dog's life or save a child's life? And you're like, uh, again, like, I don't you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't that, know. okay, I'm not going to lie with the tipping culture. There's some places I'm just not going to tip anymore. No, I agree with that. Like tipping culture has gotten so out of hand. How about we pay people a living wage? Yes. You know, Why should it be our responsibility? Yeah. And my thing is like in California, even if you're in the service industry, you still get minimum wage. I, when I worked in Texas, I got 213 an hour and I'm sure that it probably has not changed. 213 an hour plus tips. And they say, oh, it's because your tips will average out to, to minimum wage or more. 213 an hour, at That's least crazy. in California, and I'm not sure which other states, you still get minimum wage. 
And in the city of San Diego, the, that's even a little bit more minimum wage in the city of San Diego is $16.30. So if you work in the city of San Diego and you work in the service industry, you are getting minimum wage plus your tips. They don't do it to cover, right? To cover the gap. Right. They're like, we'll pay as little amount as we can. Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty crazy. Another thing that was announced maybe I think a week or so ago was that um, Instagram is working on labels for AI generated content to prevent misinformation, which I think is great. I wonder how that's going to work for everything. I mean, the one thing that I was thinking was that I know smile, that- girl. <laughs> I know that like you're having fun. I feel like I've been torturing you. <laughs> really? Yes, um, you're so serious today. Well, um, I don't know why. Um, but anyway, so Instagram Sorry. was saying how like they're working on these labels for AI generated content, and they're saying that I don't know. I think it's interesting because like a lot of people say they use AI to generate, let's say, captions, and it helps people generate it like more, you know, more and more and more quickly. And so I feel like. What are you like? I think that people should at least know or have an idea because you kind of feel like you're never doing enough. So I think that in some cases it should say this person used AI to help write this. I don't know where the disclaimer should go or if they use it to edit images or Hmm. I don't know. How would they know? How are they determining that? Well, I think that's what it is. They're trying to work on it. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to like figure out the labels. Captions. I know Mm -hmm. I have. Just because sometimes I'm like, you know, sometimes I've gotten writer's block or something. Now, I don't do it for everything. I'm learning how to use it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm learning, But sometimes you just are like, and I always change it. I don't always keep it exactly the same. I always end up changing some stuff in it. But I think that, yeah, like how is that done? Because apparently when you start using AI, it starts becoming more closer to your voice. So me and you could write a post for the same thing, but with different points of views. And we're going to get very different things based on right. what you've already put into it and what I've put into it. So that's yeah. why I'm like, how do they know? I mean, I'm curious. It says that they're working on it. So I'm sure this will change. Like it says that they might say something like, I'm looking at the article, image generated by Meta AI. Um, I guess also if you use their AI, obviously it's easier for them to tell or they'll label it so that it could be identified or if you use AI tools to create the text or let's say the video. I just think it's good. I think all that transparency is is great. Yeah. For people to know. It's not that there's anything wrong with it, obviously. And there's so much stuff that we should be using it for so we don't have to spend as much time. But I think but it's they're definitely, just great. like you're saying, there's definitely instances. There was an attorney who used AI and the case didn't even exist. Like it gave them like a case to reference that apparently that didn't exist or was completely. So you have you can't just like put stuff in and regurgitate it word for word, especially if you're trying to do like research or something. You you have to make sure that's right. Right. And ask for for some of that proof. So that's really interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it on the on the tech side. This AI stuff is really interesting for us as creators. Yeah, I think it'll continue to, obviously we'll continue to evolve in everything, but I, oh, I didn't even pull up birthdays. Let me pull up birthdays for this month because we did it last month and I don't want to, whatchamacallit. Ooh, Jason Momoa, August 1st. Oh, hello, Jason Momoa. <laughs> He's I'm like, one. how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> And then um, let's see, we have Jason Momoa, Michael like you Ely, said, August 3rd. Sam Mendes, oh, Martin Sheen, August Martin 3rd. Sheen, yeah. Have you seen, um, oh my gosh, what's that show that Martin Sheen is on now with Selena Gomez? Oh, Grace and Frankie? No. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's not Martin Sheen. Oh my God, you know who I'm thinking about? Who? I'm going to look it up while you go to the next okay. birthday. So also Michael Ely's birthday is on August 3rd. I'm like, I've had such a crush on him. Martha Stewart, if you're a football fan, Tom Brady. I mean, I'm a football fan, but I don't really give a crap about Tom Brady. <laughs> August 4th, Billy Bob Thornton, Abigail wow, Spencer, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. Yay, yeah. Barbie. Yes. Do you know uh, Cole and Dylan Sprouse? Yes. Actually, okay. So for people that are my age, they played Ben on Friends. They were playing, um, the little kid on Big Daddy, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case you don't know. <laughs> and then they're uh, also in um, Archie. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
One of them. One of them is Cole. Mm-hmm. So on August 6th, which is my sister's birthday, Slay Moon Fry, also known as Punky Brewster, Punky Power. I used to <laughs> l- love Punky Brewster when I was growing up. Uh, and Leslie Odom Jr., who was in Hamilton, and he's a big Broadway star. And then August 7th, Charlize Throne. Apparently, it's not Theron, it's Throne. Throne, okay. Throne, because she's South African. And then August 8th, Megan Good. The first thing I ever saw Megan Good in was this movie called Eve's Bayou. Oh, so good. Really? I never so, watched that. Oh, yes, girl. You got to watch it. So, so good. She's Just in um, and the show Chazay. Harlem now on Amazon Prime. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. It's a fun one. It's kind of like a Sex in the City-ish. Ooh, but okay. they're up, yeah, they're uptown. They're in Harlem and it's all women of color. It's really fun. Oh, well then I'm gonna have to watch it. Okay, Anna Kendrick from, uh, what's the movie? Uh, the one where they're singing Pitch Perfect. Yes. August 10th, Antonio Banderas, Rosanna mm. Arquette. I'm just going through the people that I think are the most like relevant. August 11th, Chris Hemsworth, Viola Ooh. Davis. Love we her. love our queen, Viola Davis. She's amazing. Yes. She posts the cutest stuff on Instagram. Always she very does, positive. She really, really does. And then we have um, comedian, and she's been in a lot of sitcoms, Nicole, Yvette Nicole Brown as well, um, on August 12th. Sebastian Stan, otherwise known as Bucky Barnes, is August 13th. Mila Kunis, Halle Berry, Steve Martin, Marsha Gay Harden, Catherine Bell, they're all August 14th. August 15th, Jennifer Lores, uh, Alejandro Inaratu, he's a director. Deborah Messing and Ben Affleck on the 15th, the 16th, Steve Carell, Angela Bassett. Okay, let me just, how amazing does she still look? She's incredible. Like, seriously, I remember when I watched her and what's love got to do with it. And I swear she still looks the same. Like, she's got a banging body. She's Mm -hmm. freaking hella smart. She's Mm -hmm. just like, she's just freaking amazing. So, so talented. James Cameron. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the 16th, Madonna on the 16th, who I used to be obsessed with growing up. And then Robert De Niro on the 17th, Sean Penn. And Donnie Wahlberg, I used to be a blockhead as well. <laughs> That's what they call the new kids on the block bands. <laughs> Love that. Edward Norton. Edward Norton, Malcolm Jamar Warner, other known as Theo from The Cosby Show. Christian Slater, and- Andy mm-hmm. Samberg. And then on the 19th, Matthew Perry, John Stamos, Kara Sedgwick. Let's see, I'm just. I'm like, who, the, who are the names who recognize? I know. Yeah, oh, exactly. Andrew Garfield. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield Amy, Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Joan Allen. She was the Demi Lovato. Joan Allen was the mom in Pleasantville. Oh. I know really random celebrity information. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at the names because I don't, I would recognize their face, but not their names. Well, Loretta Devine, who I love, Loretta Devine. Oh my gosh, she had the best one of the best storylines on Waiting to Exhale. Just saying. Mm, Hayden else? Pantier, Kim Cattrall. Have you been watching have, the updated Sex in the City? No, but I know she had a little cameo, and people were going nuts. And she yes. was very much like, "I'm only on this for two seconds." <laughs> yes, yes, she really was. But she has uh, her own show on Netflix. She has a a show or a movie. She's on how I. She, well, she's. She's like the narrator for How I Met My Father, because I watch it. She, no, she also has a show. It was like a young kid. Gosh, I just saw this. Kobe Bryant was on August 23rd. She's on this show called Glamorous. It's on Netflix. They have a season. It's a drama. Yeah. So How I Met My Father is on Hulu, and that stars Hilary Duff as the main character of how she's trying to find her father mm-hmm. or how not have her father. She's talking about how she met the kid's father and Kim Cattrall plays the older version of Hilary Duff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like Hilary Duff. She's freaking hilarious. She still brings her sass and pizzazz to it. Uh, I Ava, love that. Ava DuVernay, her birthday was August 24th. I saw her once in LA. Did you? And Dave Chappelle, they have this, they share the same birthday. Um, did you say oh, wow. anything? No, we were at lunch at, um, I don't know if you know this restaurant called 
great white. It's like this Australian cafe. They have a few of them. So we, I was there with my friend and we actually saw, I think it was two celebrities there. I think they were in town for some award show, but we, you know, we weren't going to like chase them down in a restaurant. They were kind of sitting next to us with the group. And I was like, oh my God, that's Ava Duvernay. I just remember recognizing her. I would totally be fangirling too. (laughs) Queen Kiki, Kiki Palmer, her birthday. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I love her. Uh, August 26th. And apparently her and her boyfriend are together. Like they didn't break up. I guess they just had some issues or whatever after what he wrote, but they were together on her birthday. Well, did you see that she posted her booty for her 30th? Dirty 30. I know. I was like, good for her. She probably was like, I could see her coming home and being like, all right, this is how it's going to be. And if you don't (laughs) like it, you can walk out the door. Mm hmm. You know, like, you know, I'm here. I'm with you. If I didn't want to be with you, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Like, I could totally see her just being like, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here. If you don't want to be here, there's a door. But you can't be putting this bullshit out again. Yep. Right. I love that for her. Yeah. Check out her post. It's cute. She did a whole like photo shoot. She put like 30 on her butt. I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm going to have to look at it. Yes. August 27th. Paul Rubens, it was would have been his birthday, also known as Pee Wee Herman. He just recently passed away. And then Alexa Pena Vega, she was Spy Kids original kid. Wow. It was her birthday as well. See, girl, I know so many like randoms. Yes, so many random stuff. August 28th, Jack Black, Shania Twain, Jennifer Coolidge, also known as Stifler's mom. And then let's see what else. The 30th. Maya Twain. I heard she has a crazy memoir. I basically listened to this book club podcast that reads uh-huh. the memoirs and they share like all the cheese man about it. And she has a crazy life story where I don't know if you heard about. Did you hear about this? Because I think they have like well, a documentary I've, on her as well. I followed her for a while because I was a super fan of actually met. I met her very before a concert very quickly. So I have her autograph. And I when I was taking when I took my sisters to her concert. And yeah, her basically, she was 21 or 22 when her parents passed away. Apparently, she was also like essayed by her stepfather, but they got in a car accident. They passed away. So she had to take on all of her brothers and sisters. Um, And they already weren't rich. They were already struggling. And then as her having to take on all of that, she was doing whatever she could in regards to taking music jobs, but taking other jobs, taking this, taking that. Uh, when she met her husband, her ex-husband, sorry, Mutt Lang, everybody was like, what? How did this happen? And he, mm-hmm. They moved to Switzerland and he ends up cheating on her quote unquote best friend and they get together. And then she ends up in this grieving process, ends up falling in love with her ex-best friend's husband and they get married. <laughs> They did a swap, which I think is Yeah, they did a swap. And then she ends up getting Lyme disease, which is why she took a break from music for so long because she thought she was like, she was losing her voice. And so that's, you know, the gist of it. So, you know, you're basically like, I know her full story. I don't need to read that. (laughs) I was just shocked at the whole thing with the ex, with how her best friend was like, like, telling her best friend, I think he's cheating on me. And she's like, he would never... And she was the one cheating. Can you imagine? I just couldn't believe that. That was the thing that shot. And I'm like, this woman has been through so much. And then she ended up basically being consoled. I think the ex, I think the best friend's husband was the one that told her it was happening. And so so. then they start comforting each other and then they end up together and then they end up being a great match. And I I just think this is like, that's the craziest shit ever. I know. It's so nuts. But that, you know, she lives back in the US, I think. You know, her ex didn't want like, I don't know, but she's back home in or back in the U.S. She grew up in Canada. Sorry, she's not. Yeah, she does have a very pricey life. Wild uh, story. OK, so on the 30th, the last couple of things was Cameron Diaz. And then on the 31st, we had Richard Gere, Debbie Gibson. Do you know who Gabby Gibson is? Debbie Gibson. Yes. Where's Debbie Gibson from? You tell she's, me. She's an 80s pop star oh yes yeah but she transitioned as an adult into like broadway and stuff so her name is no she no longer goes by debbie she goes by deborah gibson but she's like continued her career into her like what probably now late 40s early 50s 
and then awesome. Chris, T- yeah, and then Chris Tucker, and then last but not least, Sara Ramirez, who also plays Che on the new Sex in the City thing. Who her character has been very controversial. Her character, or I'm sorry, Sara goes by they them. So their characters also non-binary. When she was on Grey's Anatomy, when they were on Grey's Anatomy, she went by she her. Yes. And then, then they came out as bisexual and then they came out as non-binary. Guys, I know sometimes it can be confusing, but we're okay. all keeping up. Mm-hmm. We're trying. Yeah, it's learn. okay. It's okay to make a mistake and then correct it, right? It's fine. Mm-hmm. So they play a non-binary character on and just like that as well. And their character has been very controversial. It's been a little like whatever. Really? Maybe yeah. I should watch. I loved I loved Sarah on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, totally different character girl. Mm-hmm. Like totally, completely different character. I was, I couldn't stand her. Okay. I couldn't stand them in the first season. I couldn't stand them part of the second season either. And now I'm just like, whatever, I'm kind of indifferent, which I think is dangerous. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you get indifferent to a character, you want like a polar, like a like or a hate. But when right. you become indifferent to a character, I think that that character becomes in jeopardy. That's kinda, right. That's kind of so how true. I feel about that character now. So one of the birthdays, um, I confused um, Martin Sheen. I actually was talking about Steve Martin, but his birthday is also August. I just keep confusing their names in my head. But he's in Only Murders in the Building, which with I, Selena Gomez. which I yes, with Selena Gomez, which I love, and now I'm watching the latest season, and it's I mean, it's just amazing. It's just been really okay, fun. I need to watch. I need to finish watching season two, so I, I think season three is going to be released, so we can talk about that later. But yeah, girl, we have overstayed our welcome. Mi gente, thank you so much for continuing to listen and continuing to support. Like me and Ellie will get the hang of this thing, right? We'll get the hang of it. Yes. Let us know if you enjoy us arguing about drinking wine or not drinking wine or smiling. <laughs> what else do we argue about? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I will say last month I had a friend say that, oh, that they wanted more chisme and she didn't know I was doing this. And she goes, this was the perfect <laughs> thing. So, but we had a lot more energy. We were a lot more light. It was e- it was um evening, right? Yeah, it was evening. Well, now we know. Well, we just we were supposed to do this on a Friday afternoon, which I think would yes. be good. But you know, we had stuff come over the weekend. Yeah, I wasn't feeling fine. good, and obviously, like not a hundred yet. But you aren't feeling good, so it's I. It's okay. We we're, still brought the cheese, man. We still did. But until next time, mi gente, saludos. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Med on our website, thewineandcheesemedpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheesemate on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheesemate Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheesemate, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.